We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete. And I got nothing to lose. Yes. We are back. We're in the building. We're locked and loaded. We're ready. At Veterans Minimum, where you can follow all things Veterans Minimum, the number one sports betting vibe on the internet. I'm your host, Nick Day. It's at Nick Day as 10 as you can find me. Final four. We're at the final four, not the college basketball final four, even though our first guest would be excited because he does love college basketball. But we got the final four in the NFL. Shout out to everyone that's been listening to the content. Thank you so much. I say this all the time. You are the best endorsement of the brand, of the show, of all things Veterans Minimum. And now let's bring him in, our guy, A-double-L-E-N. Let's go, baby. Hey, hey, you know, no one likes a cheap plug more. There we go. Merchandise.veteransminimumshop.com. Go and get yourself a crew neck. Uh, winner is here, you know, and they're cozy. Alan, are they not cozy? Oh, it's fantastic, especially yeah. living on the East Coast right now. This is this is a must right now, and you gotta get the goal, especially given that two of these teams at the and the Sunday we were in gold, and a seventh franchise in Los Angeles making a huge step to to hire somebody who just won a whole lot of gold on the college level. Hell yeah, man! Uh, is it fair to say my boy got a head coach, or or am I not allowed to go back to it since I was dumping on him all year, Alan? You you give me the verdict. Oh, he got a head coach, but I think this this organization got just a con- true leader, yeah. someone that's going to take a full initiative and going to hold an organization that has had little to no accountability in the last few years. There's a lot of cleaning up to do there, and they got the most authoritative figure they could get, but someone that has a proven track record of winning. There's no denying what he's accomplished. The track record everywhere, um, Stanford, the Niners, Michigan. Uh, where he was before that, like, and immediately too, we're talking about like, this guy makes changes right away. Like if you look and we're talking about Jim Harbaugh going to the chargers, that news went down as Alan and I were starting to record. He leaves Michigan on top, which is what he wanted to accomplish. He wins the national championship at his old alma mater. 
And then he leaves. He goes back to the league. It always felt like he was the guy that was going to go back to the league. What he wanted to do was win in Michigan. He did that. And why not leave on, on a high? And when you leave on a high like that, I feel like you could always go back at some point because it's going to be hard to replace him. Like, you never want to be... I forgot who said this quote once, but you never want to be the guy... It had to. You know who it had to do with? You'll get a kick out of this. It had to do with Sir Alex Ferguson. Ooh. When Sir Alex Ferguson left Manchester United, the guy that took over, I can't even tell you who it was, but... David Moyes. Da- David Moyes. Legend. Uh, David Moyes replaces him, right? And there were pundits in British media that were like, yo, you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the guy. I hope I didn't confuse you guys as you're listening to this. But basically, the guy that's going to step in for Jim Harbaugh, the expectations are through the roof. So he could always go back. And I think it was a good move. He needed to go to a team that is kind of ready-ish to compete right away. And he has the quarterback. At least we all think he does. Um, you know, I've been dumping on on Justin Herbert all year. Now it's is gut check time, Alan. This is now is there's no more excuses. This, it, it can't be the head coach. It can't be the OC. You have a guy who he made Alex Smith be a real thing and change his career around. He had Kaepernick, like the Kaepernick experience in San Francisco, and immediately when he went to the Niners, he took a team that had eight straight losing seasons. To the very first year, bro, they went 13-3, and and they went to the conference championship game. Which, by the way, they lost to the New York Giants. Just saying, it's been a while, but, you know. 13-3 and immediately, bro. Like, this is, this guy has an impact right away. So, him going to the Chargers, I love it. It's a home run. The Chargers needed, like, a big name also, because it's the L.A. scene. It's a great move for L.A., bro. This is going to take a big rebuilding job. I think you're overrating the Chargers roster. This is a very fragmented roster. And expensive. Terrible cap shape. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Like, they had to figure out what they're going to do with Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, even Derwin James. Like, these are all players. Like, Cleo Mack had a great year, but he's, I think, going to turn 33. But Bosa and Derwin James are just nowhere near the same players. And they have not hit on many draft picks, other than maybe Rashawn Slater. Even he took a step back this year. It's a bad roster. I think similar to Sean Payton in Denver, I think you're going to have to give the Chargers at least a year. Like obviously, you want to see improvement. You want to see them win. You know, I think good to win eight games. But in the AFC, I think with the Chargers, you're going to have to give them some time because this is, I think it's a really bad roster right now. Now, granted, they have a top five pick, which could change. You know, We've seen if you hit on a draft, you know, it's all about the Lions, just how much it could change the trajectory of a franchise. But I say let's be patient with the Chargers because this is not a good team at all right now. I know Herbert's phenomenal, but I think a lot of their issues are about, you know, the core of the roster and then just the quarterback. Yeah, it's the core of the roster. It's guys that have had big impacts getting older or coming off significant injuries, right? Mike Williams off an ACL. Keenan Allen is getting older now, even though he had a monster season. What are you doing in the backfield with Austin Eckler? I think their center retired, Lindsey. Yeah, who was one of their few really good signs, but I think he had yeah. a heart condition, so that was unfortunate. Yeah, so you got to replace that. You're right. They do have a top, they have a top 10 pick, um, top five pick, excuse me, like you said. And then also, I think it's important to note, man, you know, it's one of my main things that I talk about when projecting an outlook for 
a team the next year. They're going to play a last place schedule. So that's going to be the difference between having to go and play a, you know, at Cleveland to go on to play. Well, it'd be Cincinnati, so it doesn't really make that any better. Yeah, um, maybe uh, <laughs> instead of the Dolphins, you'll play the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll play the Patriots and you'll play, uh, who, who else was it in the South? The Titans. Play the Titans instead of the Colts. Yeah. Which, not saying much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but yeah. I so, just think, man, good. A- AFC, you know, we could, we could go on and on about how great the AFC is, but it's just you have to be on the top of your game to be competitive in the AFC. I think it's been proven this year. Like, look, especially look at the AFC North. Uh, so that's why, like, any team that's rebuilding, I want to put two high expectations because there's just about eight to nine teams in AFC that I think are ready to contend. I hear you. I agree. But I also think this is a big year for Justin Herbert, too, man. Because, yeah, it, it, as an individual, yeah. Yeah, great. as an individual, you need to have, I feel like you have to ascend to be a unanimous top five guy in the league. And not just top five guy based off your talent, which we know that you have, but you can't. You, we were calling, Kenny and I were calling him Jay Cutler all year. And at first it was like, yo, that's kind of crazy. And the more you're, you're watching that's him harsh. play, it's harsh, yeah. But, you know, he was doing, it's the gunslinger stuff. And it's also, I've never seen a guy that's six foot six get more balls tipped at the line of scrimmage than him, also, which was super frustrating. And but, I think Trevor Lawrence would deserve the Jay Cutler comparison, not oh, just Herbert. Trevor. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I forgot about it. It's been rough in Jacksonville. Way more turnover prone to me than Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah. So I think it, this got to be the year for him. I think he at least needs to put a stamp on him being in that conversation because he is on raw talent and, and the tools. And like when you're looking and stereotyping what a quarterback should look like, it looks like Justin Herbert. And now I think with the impact that Harbaugh has had on every place that he's been to and with the quarterbacks, I think you got to be a guy. Look, he coached Andrew Luck too in college, right? Like this guy has, he he's had quarterbacks be super productive under him. So I'm excited for it as someone that just donates every year uh, because I take stabs at charges, futures, and Herbert MVP. I like this move. I think it was exactly what the charges needed. But to your point, too, and to put a bow on this conversation with Harbaugh going to the Chargers, there is a lot of work to be done. Great. Okay. Alan, I want to ask you something about these games. And I want to kind of take, I like taking different approaches with you as opposed to just being like, ah, oh, this team's going to win or whatever. I want to rank the positional units that are left. Because I feel like every team has one unit that is, in my opinion, the best of the bunch. So, for example, I'll lead off. Am I crazy to think that the Lions' offensive line is the best unit remaining in the playoffs? Not crazy, but I wouldn't pick them. Okay. But I do think they have the best offensive line in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. There's no competition there. So going back to how I introduced this segment and this topic, each team has one thing that I think is the best remaining in the playoffs. And for me, it's the offensive line for the Detroit Lions. And I think also that's what, is going to be able to control the game for them on Sunday 
against the front for the Niners and those linebackers, especially with them wanting to run the ball, going outdoors. We know about Jared Goff and his splits outdoors. It's It's been blown out of proportion, but it's also accurate too. Everyone's talking about it, but it's a real thing. But with the running game, because of this offensive line, I think it's a different dynamic him going into San Francisco and going outdoors than in years past when he would go outdoors. And also like San Francisco, it's not going to be minus 17 degrees. So he doesn't need to worry about it being frigid. Yeah, and he's got years of experience playing San Francisco. Yeah, that too. So it's not nothing new for him. So but, from, uh, yeah, no, this line's offense line is great. Um, I'm totally with you on that. But I think there's a certain other skill position between these two teams that's slightly better. Okay, so what would be your number one pick? At full strength, and I know we have to emphasize full strength given Debo Samuel's health, but to me, the 49ers, and no one's competing with their skill position players. Like we're talking about, four all-pro caliber players. Like, it's hard to compete with that. And just based on opportunity and what he's done in contributing roles, I wonder if Jawan Giants could be a legit number two somewhere. Like, he steps up when it matters most. What a tough just pass catcher. Just across the middle of the field, good route runner. Like, Jawan Giants is a player. So, it just adds to, like, what a dynamic force this 49ers completion group is. I do want to mention the reason why I didn't put them at number one because, dude, halfway through last season when they got McCaffrey, I said this is the greatest offensive roster I've ever seen and most versatile and most unique. So <clears throat> I don't want people to be like, yo, dude, what happened? A complete 180. It's like, yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen with Debo. And then when you look at right. it, the 49ers are 12-1 and this year in games that he starts and finishes, 10-3 and against the spread. He's They're 1-4 when he's not playing. And they're 0-5 against the spread when he doesn't play. He led the Niners in targets and receptions. And he's first in yards per rush. Granted, you know, he's not getting... It's a, it's a minimum of five rushes a game is what this metric would be over the whole season. But the versatility is what makes this offense the most unique and most versatile that I've seen in all the years I've been watching football. So that's the only reason why I don't have them number one. But I agree with you that if they were at full strength, that would be the answer. Oh, yeah. And I think Debo, besides besides McCaffrey and Trent Williams, I think he's the most viable offensive player on their roster. I just think he's, you have to count for him all times just because he could take a play 70 yards. It doesn't even matter where he is on the field. It's just his ability after a catch is something you just don't see from a wide receiver. And you know, I think some people don't even call him a wide receiver. He's just a playmaker because he could line him up in the backfield. He could line up in the slot. You even you know, run pistol with him. Like, it's just, it's it's absurd what he could do on a football field. So I think it's a substantial loss if he can't play. Because like I said, I think McCaffrey, he makes the engine go. Trent Williams is the best left tackle, and he just brings solidity to the offensive line. But I would put Debo over IU, Kittle, and Purdy when it comes to just how viable it is to that offense and what makes them click. What would you put at number two for your list? I'm going to go – this is this was the hardest out of the, out of the four Like I, when I was doing the spots, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Ravens secondary. Bro, that's mine. Uh, I just, yeah, because I just think yeah. the Ravens secondary is so deep. Like, like it's it's I forgot Ron Darby was in the league and all of a sudden here he is just holding his own out there and just it's just a testament to just how well coached they are and just how deep they are. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're Marlon Humphrey was practicing today. I saw videos and uh, posts of him. Shouts to Jack Settleman, who was on the pod a couple months ago. He's a big Ravens fan, and he does a podcast with Marlon, and he was reposting about him uh, being out there on the practice field. But you're right. Like, Stone got a bunch of interceptions this year. Kyle Hamilton, of course. You're looking at Humphrey. I think the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens is the second best position unit remaining in the playoffs. So I don't think, to me, it wasn't as uh, as hard. I, I would have had them third if Debo was playing because then I would have had the Niners first, do like the Lions offensive line second, and then them third. So don't want to add too much to that because they were my three. My four, though, is it, is it cheating? Is it, is it wrong to say that the Chiefs quarterback room, just because of Mahomes, it's probably the number one unit, actually. But, you know, it's only one player, so I put him at number four. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard of, you know, quarterback is just one player. Yeah. Like, I like looking at, you know, depths of players. Or it could even be a unit as a whole. So, I mean, look, Mahomes is still the best player in the world. You know, no one's going to deny that. Uh, but, yeah, it just... Chiefs are a bit of a mystery right now. I I still really don't know what to make of them because I think they were very fortunate to face two injury plague teams. Yeah, and two AFC East teams also. I don't know if that's anything of substance. There's something really interesting about this Chiefs game. There's only the second time in Mahomes' career, which is, this is wild, bro. This is the second time in his career that he'll be playing. Damn, I just had this right now. Um, oh, so this is the second time in his career, bro, where he's going to be an underdog in back-to-back games on the road. Wow. And the only time that this happened in his career was his second and third start in the NFL. So yeah, like, I was about to say, it's had to be years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he won both of those games back then. So his rookie, his rookie season, um, even though it was his second year in the league, it was the first time he was starting. So it's uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of unique territory from a Holmes and this team. But all right, I knew you might have given me some shit about picking Mahomes there. So I did have a honorable mention. I think we need to show love to the Ravens skill position players too. Cause I think they have dude Nelson Aguilar scored a touchdown last week. Right? They have likely they're getting Andrews back. You have Odell, you have say Flowers. Um, shit, didn't Dalvin Cook look like Dalvin Cook last week? Uh, at one point, I was like, yo, who's that running back? And there's like, oh, shit, Dalvin Cook. I was like, oh, this is what the Jets thought that they were getting. Number 31. Yeah. Who's that so, man? <laughs> so I think I think the Ravens' skill position players is the best iteration of skill position players that Lamar has ever had. And I think that's why it turned out into him winning his second MVP, them being the one seed, and them being a favorite in this game. Yeah, and they can be used so many ways, and they have ultra-aggressive play call. Like Todd Monken, you, know, you watch him in Georgia, you watch him in that one season with Tampa Bay when Fitzpatrick was lining it up. Like, Todd Monken is one of the more, just you know, not just aggressive, but like he will push the field, and he will spread the field as well. And I just feel like every receiver kind of fits the role. Like Zay Flowers, I think, is if he's not a star already, he's a borderline star, and he's just someone 
who could create separation at will. Then you have Bateman, who's just this physical, uh, in between the numbers, kick pass catcher, just someone that you could trust going across the field. Odell is just the ultimate X factor. You'll know when he could pop up and just take over a game or at least make four to five catches that are going to be difference making. And, and make fun of him all you want, but I would take Nelson Aguilar as my fourth receiver in a heartbeat. Like he's someone that's serviceable. So, and then now you get Andrews back. And I say likely he's like, I, he is such an enigma. Like he's not someone that you want to have maybe six to eight targets a game, but if you get him like four or five targets, at least two or three of them is going for a big play because he's so good after the catch. He makes catches, contested catches, and he's just that big body. He plays with such great body control. And I don't know what his future long-term will be in Baltimore, but I could easily see him going somewhere and just becoming a star because he's still a little bit raw, but, man, I hope Baltimore just utilizes him as much as possible because he's just another one of those players that, especially in the red zone, that just makes all sorts of difference. And, it's hard enough to find the Ravens in the red zone, given you know you have Gus Bus just rumbling through defenders, and then you just have the unpredictability of Lamar. So, yeah, this Ravens offense a juggernaut. I love that you gave him a shout out because they did a great job assembling this group of players. Yeah, and I feel like I kind of undersold them too. The more you were talking, the more I was thinking about it. And now throwing Mark Andrews in the mix too, who's a top five tight end. Shit, likely he's probably a top ten tight end. You know, have both of them out there. He trusts both of them. And then the way he's playing too, and and they have a good offensive line. Like I think it's it probably undersold them there, um, but you're right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. And, and and something to note too: the Ravens are playing their fourth consecutive home game this week. They haven't played on the road since Christmas against San Francisco. They'll be the ninth team to play four consecutive home games entering a conference championship in the last twenty years. The previous seven. Went seven and one. The only loss, ready for this? Saints versus Rams. The PI game oh, in 2019. The New Orleans screw job. Yeah. Wow. Let's go, bro. It's rumble <laughs> season. Let's get it. Yeah. The New Orleans screw job, dude. So, <clears throat> uh, so you have that, and then you have how Mahomes hasn't been an underdog in back to back road games since his uh, rookie playing season. What game are you more excited about? I think the purists will say Ravens, Chiefs, but the, just the football fandom, like this, the Lions are just, they got my heart right now. They just, they just got my heart. I, I'm ready to go to Detroit and just be in that winter storm and just go all out for them. And then, you know, look, the Niners are the total juggernauts. So the, the, I think the fandom in me is just like Lions, Niners, but football purists, if you're looking to see quarterback excellence, it's like it doesn't get better than Lamar against Mahomes. Like we saw Mahomes out and just how incredible that was. I know things got a little bit wonky in the fourth quarter, but those first three quarters, that's as good as it gets. So uh, I don't know. Like I'm conflicted right now. I think both matchups are phenomenal. And um, um, this is like one of the best conference championships on paper that we've gotten in a long time. Yeah, I think the matchups potentially for the Super Bowl – like all the different combinations, you want to talk about storylines, you want to talk about fantasy booking. It's it's so compelling, man. Like, you know, <clears throat> Lions, Lions, Chiefs. That's a rematch of Week One. Uh, Lions, Ravens. You get you get Detroit finally. Ma- I mean, if the Lions make the Super Bowl, it's it's gonna be wild because it'll be their first appearance ever. Um, the the Jared Goff revenge 
revenge on just like, dude, he was a placeholder. Like he was supposed to be a placeholder for the Lions. But let's not get it twisted. It was supposed to be a two to three years. Eh, if you can make us competitive, cool. But we're probably going to draft another guy where now they're probably going to pay him. Uh, they're definitely going to pay him because he's right. surpassed expectations. And he's also playing really well for them too. Um, and based on how some of these coaching hirings are going, they're probably going to keep their offensive coordinator that has been amazing for them. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of buzz of Washington. Oh. I think Washington is locked in on Ben Johnson. So how about this? How about if, if they win this game, don't you think that could be an issue? Because then that's another three weeks that they got to wait. Or do you think it's going to be one of those I mean, where it's like, when it ends, it's yours? Yeah. Uh, usually okay. there's like a verbal agreement. Uh, Atlanta had it with Dan Quinn. San Francisco had it with Kyle Shannon. So there's been moments where the hot coordinator is, you know, he's going to have to wait some time. Like, you know, we talk about the Ravens, like Michael McDonald could be someone just how, like, to me, other than Ben Johnson, he's done in terms of coordinators, he's done the most impressive job this year. So he's another one. So I think if teams after interviews kind of have that verbal agreement and they don't pull a Josh McDaniels with the Colts, which I think it was like a one time only thing. I, I, I think Washington will be assured with uh, Ben Johnson. But. Bro, listen, man. That that story is so wild. It's crazy that he got more opportunities. If I'm going to hire someone and they bounce on me like that, and then you're you're a friend of mine and you're in a position of power where you got to go hire someone and that same guy goes to you and you hire him, I'm going to call you and be like, yo, you're a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, isn't he just telling you who he is by doing that? Yeah, I don't know what Mark Davis is interesting, man. I don't know what made him make that decision. It was a very unpopular decision at the time. But you know Belichick guys, they get their way at some point. They somehow get jobs. Look at Matt Patricia in Philadelphia. They just somehow get jobs no matter how problematic or disappointing they are. So but I think just it's gonna be just the coaching in these four teams is exciting because we haven't mentioned and I, they're coming off a down performance. Like I'm very intrigued to see what Spags has cooking up with the Chiefs because I was hugely disappointed by the Chiefs' defense against the Bills. I thought they got completely manhandled in the trenches. I think they were fortunate the Bills are beat up at the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm interested to see what kind of response Spags has because we know how great the defensive coordinator he is. But oof, they're coming off a pretty ugly performance against Buffalo where they were fortunate to survive. So, and now you're playing against arguably the most dynamic offense in the league. So. You know, we're talking a lot about coordinators. You know, let's not forget about your pal. You know, the guy who's done so many magical things this time of year. Playoffs bags, baby. Playoffs bags. The the last thing I want to mention though about these Super Bowl matchups, like the more you look at them, the storylines are crazy, right? Like Ravens Lions, they played earlier this week, uh, earlier this year. Chiefs Lions played earlier this year. Niners Ravens played earlier this year. Niners Chiefs last year they played and that was the Christian McCaffrey debut game on the Niners and the Chiefs just blew the doors mm-hmm. off them. It's a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago also. Like it's 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 dope when you have these many storylines. Like a part of me, I don't have a rooting interest. Like I have no no pending bets, I have no futures. <clears throat> I kind of want one of the AFC teams to win it if I'm being honest with you. If I had to pick like I've been on this Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time already campaign. And if he goes to the Super Bowl again and wins it, that's three in six years, four appearances in six years. Like that's only going to make the video that I shot three years ago look even better. 
right? Go back to that. And even though it was ridiculous, and it is still probably ridiculous, you know, like, because he's, he's only 27, 28 years old. But then you have Lamar, who, this is a guy who had to bet on himself. The team didn't want to pay him. They, they let other teams call for him. No one wanted him. And then you're looking at it like your team, Atlanta. You're looking at the Jets. You're like, yo, bro, you wouldn't give up a couple round first round picks for him? Like, that's crazy. And then you have Jared Goff. Jared Goff wins the Super Bowl, bro. Like, what? That'd be that'd be nuts. And then Kyle Shanahan finally gets one. And Brock Purdy, too. Like, dude. All right, let me ask you this. I didn't prepare you for this because I just thought about it now. Rank the quarterbacks this week from uh, who got the most to lose standpoint. Am I crazy to think that well, Brock might have the most to lose? Like, if he goes out there... Lamar. Ah, oh, fuck, you're right. It is Lamar. I think they just, this Ravens team, I think yeah, they have yeah, to win yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. They're just, they, I think they're 8-2 and two against playoff teams this year, and the two losses were against Cleveland, which was pretty fluky, and the Steelers game, which was absolutely fluky. Yeah. But you look at the schedule of, like, what the Ravens have done against playoff teams. Like, they dismantled the Lions. They dismantled the 49ers. Uh, they dismantled um, the Dolphins. Like, they... They've faced top competition and they've beaten them more times than not. So I just think everything's positioned for the Ravens and you, know, you got to capitalize on these moments. So, yeah. Would you go Lamar one or you're thinking Purdy? You convinced me on Lamar being one. I was thinking Purdy because, like, dude, Richard Sherman came out and he has some interesting comments about how, why, why are we still disrespecting this guy? His first two years, he goes to the NFC title game. We're raving about all the other guys. And because I think, I think the graphic was someone, someone tweeted out how, oh, in the AFC, you're going to have Lamar versus Josh Allen or Mahomes for a chance at the Super Bowl. And the NFC, it's like Brock Purdy and Jared Goff. And it's like, yo, why are we... Like, this dude was an MVP candidate. Okay, he has great weapons, but Lamar don't have great weapons now. Uh, you know, Jared Goff don't have great weapons. Like, you need weapons, bro. Like, yeah, you have to have guys on your teams. Like, even Kelsey woke up the last two games. He's the Kelsey that we grew up loving and cheering for and being this dominant tight end, right? So, like, it's just it's just wild to me, like, the Brock Purdy slander. That's why I think... I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and like shits the bed, you know, three has a Ravens type game where they're like, yo, what do we do at quarterback next year? I mean, he almost was in that position last week. And I know people yeah. talk about the rain, but if you're going to be a top quarterback, you got to be able to play well in all sorts of conditions. So I think that's a concern with Purdy. Like he was all over the place against Green Bay. Uh, but, you know, yeah, no, he definitely deserves more credit just because you need to be somewhat of a functional quarterback to, get the most out of these playmakers. Like, the playmakers need the ball in their hands. And more times than not, he's throwing accurate pinpoint balls. Like, there's no denying how much of an accurate quarterback he is. I think people just want to see, because he hasn't done this yet, and he hasn't really had to do it yet, just given how good the team is. Just let's see how he could overcome adversity. And he kind of did against Green Bay, but I don't know. I thought it was more of like a drive from McCaffrey. Like, I think people want to see him, like, lead the uh, 80 yard drive for like two minutes you know one of those two minute drills like a win a game or like go in a rough environment and come out on top like as much as criticism golf got i think golf won over a lot of people when he beat the saints and i know look we talked about the new orleans screw job it was controversial but I thought golf played a hell of a game in the most intimidating environment because we know how crazy it is in new orleans especially in the big game environment so i think purdy just needs that moment it could be even against detroit where 
You just want to see him win a close game where he really made a couple of big-time throws, and he was one of the biggest reasons why they won. Because I think against the Packers, it was more of McCaffrey and you know Jordan Love throwing a couple of bad interceptions. I don't think there's anything this dude could do to win over everybody unless, like, Kittle, IU, McCaffrey all pull hamstrings in this game, and then he leads an 80-yard drive with, like, Jennings and Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> then they'll be like... Oh, he finally did it, right? Like that's what it would have to take for him. And and I don't think it's fair, man. I think he's I think he's a fine quarterback. Uh, I think it's a little exaggerated. I think if he won the Super Bowl, think about this. If he beat the Ravens, a team that just completely riled him on mm. Christmas, biggest stage in the regular season. If if the 49ers win a Super Bowl and he plays a mostly clean game, I think he's gonna get a huge credit because right now this Ravens defense is scary. Like they're forcing multiple turnovers. Like, it took CJ Stroud everything not to get sacked or, th- or turned over. And that's just a testament to how composed Stroud is. Like, if he plays a clean game and wins a Super Bowl, like, you got to give him his due. Like, you know, look, you win a Super Bowl, you win a Super Bowl. You're now in that tier. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think Purdy will get his due. It's just I think people just want to see how he can handle adversity. And it's hard for him because, like, the Niners are just – most of their wins this year have been by, like, double digits. So, yeah, uh, this is the time. Uh, I, I do want to mention, I think Mahomes has the least to lose just because I think it's the worst Chiefs team he's ever played with. Like, if they win a Super Bowl, the Chiefs, to me, it's probably Mahomes' most impressive season. And it's probably the ugliest season statistical-wise. But, I mean, what he's working with, oof. If he win, think about that, four games. I know I've kind of diminished the two wins against Miami and Buffalo because they're beat up, but still. I mean, beating Baltimore and then either Detroit or San Fran, like, God, that's... Add that to the Hall of Fame resume. He has the most to lose. Uh, he has the least to lose this week from uh, like job security and media pressure. But from a legacy standpoint, bro, like you could get three, dude. You have a chance to get three. Like that's that's rare air. Like how many quarterbacks have won three? And in this short of a time period, so that's why I think mm. I'm gonna be. I, I'm pulling for the Chiefs, man. I don't have a problem with dynasties. I think. Yo, do do something about it, <laughs> right? Like people wanted right. people wanted Mayweather to lose all those years. It's like, yo, bro, do something about it. I wanted Habib to lose all these years. It's like, hey, man, go. Someone got to do something about it. It's not it's not their fault, you know. Like, just because they're dominant and they're exciting, it don't mean it's not a bad thing. So, yeah, I was just right. curious to see. Uh, I I've yeah. already recorded something with uh, with Kenny. We're gonna throw to that. Um, right before we let you go, but just give me who you got winning this week, man, before we let you go and then tell people where they can find you on social. Going Ravens 30 17. I do think it's a bit of a mismatch. I think the Chiefs kind of get exposed here a bit. And then this is really hard because it's just, I think Debo holds such value in this. Like, it, like his impact, you, it can't be short, short change. So uh, I've been going back and forth. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 49ers, 24-23. Oof, if Debo doesn't play, it could be a problem because the Lions, we know they can run the ball. And this 49ers team, they could get run on a bit. And it wouldn't surprise me if they had to do like a ball control offense because, you know, I think the 49ers, the, I mean, excuse me, the Lions secondary, they're not really stopping anybody. But I'm going to trust the 49ers. I think that front four does enough. And it's probably one of those moments where you see McCaffrey just explode. So, uh, the, to me, the NFC title game is much more harder to predict. So I'm going to go Niners, though, 24 23. 
Cool, man. Let's see how this transpires. I'm excited for these games this week. You're right. That on paper, I think these are really, really compelling matchups and the storylines are nuts. Let the people know where they can find you on social. Alex Sturk, A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. All right. Before we move on to get Kenny joining the show, let's, let's pay the bills, man. Let's give a shout out to the sponsors. First up, Fly Me Out. Fly Me Out does everything for you. They scout and curate trips to some of the world's most exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot. They take care of everything else. Legends, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya all had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bomb with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. In particular, Vegas, they're going to be here for the Super Bowl. Fly Me Out has a package to be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Download the app. Don't just travel. Make memories with Fly Me Out. Use the code VM1 for expedited application review. That is Fly Me Out VM1 for expedited application review. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's throw it to the Patreon. Before we move on with the show and get our guy Kenny Betts Big on to talk about the games this weekend from a betting perspective and what we're betting on, what we're not betting on. Big ups to the members of the Patreon. As you can see here, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a $1 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier. And if you are in the $20 and $40 tier, you get the roll call. Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Coatsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platys. Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Thomas Robinson. Thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. We are sitting at 78 paid Patreon members. The goal was to try to get to 100 by the Super Bowl. And we got LIC Wrestling and Green Lantern. Green Lantern, what a name, what a name, as the newest members of the Patreon. So head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Get access to the Discord, access to the betting picks, access to merch on discount, and access to shoutouts. And most importantly, you guys help grow the show. Once again, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Okay. Now, 
enough about that. It's time to get our guy in here. Uh, he is not a UFC fighter, though when we debut him on the screen here, it's going to look like he just had a five-round main event for the middleweight championship. Our guy, Kenny Bestfig. Kenny, what's good? There he is. What up? <laughs> you're, uh, you know, I, I hope you feel honored, man. You're the, uh, you're the first person I, I'm blessing with my presence, you know, since uh, the car accident. So um, I've turned down a couple podcasts already and, and I couldn't turn you down again. Listen, man, I do feel honored. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, things could have been way worse. Um, I'm glad that you're here. Glad that you're joining the show. Also feel honored because you text me like, what, 20, 30 minutes after? I had to be like in the top five of people that got a hit up for it. Uh, you were, but you, so that was actually a couple hours after. Um, like I had already got it stitched up and I was already back home. Um, and so I'm, I don't sleep, right? Like I sleep very little bit. Uh, I'm up all hours of the night. And you're on the West Coast. So right. you know, at 1 a.m. when I'm like smoking a blunt, walking around my neighborhood, I was like, damn, who can I like talk to about this? Because I just wanted to talk about it. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to tell everyone about it. Um, so I was like, let me hit Nick up, dude. I remember he had some stitches recently. And, and I know you, you, you're in that world of like fighting and, you know, injuries like that. So I was honestly curious what you thought, like if it was going to heal good and, and if you've seen anything like that. I mean, yeah, dude, I recently just got stitches also when, when I did a pod and I had a black eye. I, I also got four stitches. And uh, what I told you right before we started recording, I was like, damn, bro, I feel like such a bitch crying and complaining. I was telling my coaches, bro. <laughs> dude, I was telling my coaches because when it happened, you know, I, I clashed heads with someone and, um, you know, whatever, like shit happens, right? And and I grabbed my face and I'm like leaking. And they're like, yo, bro, you got cut open, whatever. And I'm telling my coach, I'm like, yo, Jerry, is this going to scar, bro? Is this going to scar? <laughs> He's like, dude, just go get stitches. You'll be fine. I was like, you know, I'm on camera and stuff. I don't want to be insecure about it and whatnot. He's like, yo, you'll be fine, bro. And now they all make fun of me because, like, you could barely see it. And then I have yeah. you and some of the guys at the gym that get it way worse. They're like, bro, you got, like, a paper cut in comparison yeah. to the shit that you went through. Yeah, dude. So I've, um, I don't, I don't know if we've ever had, like, talked about this, but I've been in, like, a lot of really major car accidents. I flipped two cars. I hit a tree and another one. Um, walked, yeah, walked what away from f- those unscathed, dude. Jesus, not- You're like a black cat. And yeah, well, yeah, I got nine lives, bro. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about this is in Jersey, it was a state of emergency that night. It was like pouring all day, and I had somewhere to go. And my girl was like, "Come on, babe, just like stay home. It's nasty out. Like you know, we'll like hang out, watch TV." And I'm like, "Nag, I, I got, I want to make money. I'm gonna go do this." And uh, sure enough, I'm driving car hydroplanes uh, and I'm on this back road. So I couldn't see anything, right? Like I couldn't see anything around me. And I, I start hydroplaning and I'm like, shit, I see this telephone pole that I'm about to mack into. I was like, if I overcorrect my car here, there's a chance I go flying into the woods here and I don't know what I'm going to hit. So I was like, let me just eat the telephone pole and God, you know, hopefully God's on my side. And he was, I got a picture. You want me to show the picture on here? I don't know. Yeah, if you feel comfortable, bro. Yeah. Is it the one that yeah, you sent yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look Can at this. Oh, my God. Can we get a full screen on that one if possible? Yeah, yeah. Sli- Put a full over screen to- on there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was... Uh, it, it was it was pouring rain out. It was pitch black out, right? Uh, I didn't have any lights. I crash. I'm like, all right, good. I'm alive. Like, you know, my legs were attached and I'm good. I look down. There's blood everywhere. 
I, I try to look in the mirror. There's blood all over my face. Uh, this nice dude, you know, there's not many nice people left in the world, but he, he actually pulled over to make sure I was good. And, uh, I just, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was telling you this before, but he comes out and now, of course, my main concern is like, dude, you know, like you, you're on camera, I'm on camera. Right. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not a cocky person, but I'm a good looking guy. Like the but yeah, last al- thing I also, want- also, you don't want to like just right re- regularly even if you're not on camera bro that's a wicked fucking scar you don't want to just have right. that yeah you know? and then the conversation like yeah. yo what happened and you got to tell everyone this story but yeah good continue <laughs> so he he he's like are you good dude i'm like honestly man i'm you know i'm all right my face is pretty messed up i can tell i was like i can't see what does it look like just like how bad is it and i could tell by his face it was pretty bad but uh he was like ah and i was like dude don't bullshit me man just give it to me straight, bro. How bad is it? (laughs) And he takes a picture and shows me. And I was like, dude, no way. Is that what I look like right now? Uh, The first few days I would get nauseous when I would look at my face because I was just like, dude, I'm going to be mangled. But uh, you can't see it because I cover it. Um, Right, right, But it's actually actually healing pretty well. So hopefully it's not too bad. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, on a a promising note, I know um, it's a consolation prize. Your Baltimore Ravens continuing. Still here, still here. Uh, Really interesting set of games this week. And um, before we get into that, though, bro, um, everyone knows and knew about the Bills futures that I had and Mahomes, right? Mahomes on the road. You sent me a text last week because you couldn't make it. You're like, hey, man, the lock of all locks, Ravens and Niners money line, lock of the season, and then don't forget what our boy Patty Mahomes has done for us. And I was like, and you know what? It's, uh, I talked about it on the Monday show. If you guys haven't checked that out, I'm just going to reiterate it briefly because I want to hear Kenny's thoughts on this. And, you know, Kenny and I, we like to sort of give you guys like some lessons on sports betting or even like things that we learn. Like every year, I feel like there's new information and we just learn new shit. And I had all these Bills futures, bro. But the side was Kansas City, and I even I put it out on Patreon. I put it in the Discord. I even said on the show, I'm like, look, this isn't a hedge. If I didn't have these futures and I didn't have that bias and the allegiance to the Bills, I would have been all over Kansas City. So I told people, if I didn't have these futures, Kansas City was a side. I was rooting against it, obviously. But is that something with you, bro, with, like, futures or your preseason bias? eventually do, does that waver do, do you take it game by game or is is like the preseason narrative attached to your mind so i've gotten a lot better at that um Same. that was one thing that it, it was like not my achilles heel but it was just something that like i wasn't good at where you know like last year march madness um i had a huge parlay on alabama and texas to make the final four and they were pre- they, they were getting pretty close and it came down to where I had an opportunity to like hedge out and still like lock in profits kind of. And I was just kind of so bought into the fact that like, that's what I felt and it was happening. And I was like, you know what, I'm sticking to this. And sometimes it's good to be that way uh, when it goes your way. Um, but it, I, what I've realized is you have to put the futures aside, step back and look at it objectively. Um, kind of like you did, right? where you said, hey, if I didn't have these futures, I, w- I would be taking the Chiefs here. Um, my problem in, in the past was I was like, hey, I have, in, we'll use the Bills as an example, right? Like I have futures on the Bills. Fuck it, I'm doubling down and I'm going mm-hmm. more on the Bills. Um, 
that was my problem in the past. And that brings us to this week, right? Like I have bets on the Ravens futures and as much as I, as much I did bet the Ravens minus three before the line moved. Um, but I'm more than likely going to take the chiefs plus three and a half and just wash those. And maybe they win by three. I hit the chiefs and my futures are alive, but yeah, that that's the one thing that I feel like I've gotten better at is not buying into the futures as my reason to continue to bet. Do you get what I mean? Nah, for sure, bro. Cause the, the comparison that I, not the comparison, but when I learned my lesson was the chiefs bucks, super bowl, because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the year before. And then I said, yo, you look at their roster. They didn't lose anyone. I think they're going to go back and win it again. So they get to the Super Bowl. And I had my buddy Chris on, who he had called me the week of the Super Bowl. He's like, yo, what are we betting on? And I told him, I was like, man, they were my preseason pick. I got to go down with them. I got to double down on them. Right. But with just knowing football, I'm like, bro, they're going to have four new starters on the offensive line. And this is the Tampa defense, which at the time, remember, that was the strength. The front yeah. seven and and how many people they could send and how good that D-line was. And it's like, bro, just knowing football, like, that's a massive disadvantage there. Tampa Bay got to be the side. And then what happens? That's the only time, like, Mahomes, I can remember off the top of my head where Mahomes got blown out by three touchdowns. And it's like, yeah. dude, I <laughs> yeah, knew, I, I knew that that, like... Even in the breakdown of that Super Bowl, I was I was saying, yo, the offensive line, it's a big issue. It's a terrible matchup, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs because they were my preseason pick. And then it's like, you know what, man? The preseason information with the information we have now is completely different. And that's what I think right. is is the big lesson. So I, I hope you guys, like, pay attention to that. And any sport, too, you know? Like, <clears throat> maybe you have a, maybe you have a futures in the NBA, right? Like, you took the Nuggets from the beginning of the year, and then they make it to the NBA Finals— but Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, they're out. And it's like, oh, are you doubling down now? Or are you going to maybe play the other side now that two of their five starters and, and their, their two best role players, uh, outside of obviously we know about Murray and Jokic, aren't there? Or are you going to just be kind of stubborn, right? Betters, man, let's, let's be honest. We're pretty stubborn with it. We have our numbers. We have our analysis. And we kind of stick to it. But I think that's, you know information changes the narratives that we paint in our head. Not, not only that, even just from like uh, value betting, just putting yourself in the best position to win long-term. Like for me, right? I got the Ravens. I think they were, I don't know, plus I got them at all different prices, but let's just say plus 2000. If they win this game versus the Chiefs and they're in the Super Bowl, I, I think they'll probably be the favorites versus the Niners or the Lions. Um Obviously, the line will be much closer if if they're favorites over if they're playing the Niners. But based on how the first game went and it's neutral field, I do think they will be the favorites in that game. If I have a team plus two thousand to win the Super Bowl, why why would I? If the Ravens are minus one twenty there, why am I going to bet the Ravens? You know what I mean? Like it's just like dumb. I'm taking my a position, a great position I put yeah. myself into, and now I'm worsening the odds by buying more, buying yeah. more. You know. Um, so that's another thing you got to think about, too, when, when you're betting these futures. I mean, dude, even me, like, if the thing I wanted to happen was Bills Niners, right? Because I had them as a matchup, and then I had the Bills to win the Super Bowl. So I remember telling some people, they're like, yo, what would you bet on in the Super Bowl? It's like, I wouldn't bet nothing, bro. If the Bills were to win the Super Bowl, it'd be a $3,000 payout. So what? There's not, I don't have enough money to equate to that. So it's like, yeah, I have this future going. So. Basically, I would have $3,000 on the line 
if the Bills would have made it. So it's it's similar to what you're saying too. And you know, to to start talking about these games, bro. <laughs> You definitely have like 27 different numbers on the Ravens because I feel like every in the preseason, uh, before the preseason, during the season, you'd be like, yo, Lamar and the Ravens this is the year. This is the year. The head to head that we kind of went on was uh, we were both high on the Ravens and the Bengals. I'm pretty sure we both had them to make the playoffs, but I was more so like, is the Bengals year? And you were like, yo, this is a Lamar bounce back. So like, yeah, you definitely probably have like twenty different numbers on the on the Ravens, bro. But let's go with the highest, dude. Let's go with like the twenty five to one that they were at one point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, I, I I feel good about the position I'm in. Uh, I know we're it's one of the questions where that I, I know you have prepared, and I know we'll get to that. But uh, obviously, you know, going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs is uh, <laughs> is always a little nerve wracking. But I feel good. Hey, man. So let me ask you. Because this video has been doing pretty well on social media and I've gotten a lot of interactions and DMs and people have given me various different players in sports, right? Like, uh, shout out to my, my friend Jay. He's a big Real Madrid fan. He goes, bro, the answer is Messi, right? Like, every time Real Madrid was playing Barcelona, it's like Messi's the guy that you just hated betting against. And then, like, all the Barcelona fans would say the same thing about Cristiano and then uh, I, got, I got a couple of LeBron Jameses. I got a couple of Steph Currys. For me, the guy that strikes the most fear in my heart, I think across the board, is, is Mahomes. Because also, bro, like we've been, we've been all the last year in the playoffs, we were on the same side with the Chiefs and Mahomes. So I haven't experienced Kenny betting against them until last week. And, you know, yes. I, I had the futures as the bets against them. So my question right. to you is, who's the guy in a sport that when you're holding a ticket against them, you're like, this motherfucker, man. So do you, do you want um, the short answer or do you want like the professional sports betting answer? Give me both. Both? So just like, you know, knee-jerk reaction of an athlete that scares me, Steph? Yeah, Steph's a good one. I think Steph. Um, here's why. I, I, I haven't bet against Mahomes a ton. Um the biggest one that I can remember was with Brady in the Super Bowl. So like, and Brady's the goat. Mm. Um, so I haven't bet against Mahomes a ton, but yeah, Steph, there's just something about Steph's game where he can just totally demoralize a whole team, right? Like with the turnaround threes in the corner, he can break three guys down off the dribble and then hit a, uh, just a total demoralizing three, get the whole crowd into it. So the way Steph Curry's game translates into today's NBA game, he could just like really just fuck your day up. Um, not to mention he's been, uh, I've been on the losing side of some really big bets, uh, <laughs> because of Steph Curry. So, uh, he, he haunts me a little bit, but as far as like the correct, you know, sports betting answer, honestly, no one, man. Uh, because, because here's why let's say last week, everyone was betting the chiefs. I have no problem taking the bills there. Right. When everyone's betting the bills. Well, all right, you're going to give me Mahomes in a fade the public spot again after last year against the Bengals and the Eagles. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Um, so like this week, right, where I have Ravens futures, I'm a little worried because everyone's betting the Ravens mm. and we just saw what happened. We saw it last year. We saw it last week where, hey, Mahomes back against the wall in these playoffs, man. He's, he's a different beast, right? Kind of like Brady was. So I, I would say you know, the real answer is no one because it depends on the situation um, of, of what the game is. Like if everyone's on one side, I have no problem taking the other side. 
That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this guy is such an anomaly, bro. Like Mahomes? it's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like Brady doesn't even compare to some of the shit I'm about to tell you hey, right now. Hey, 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 pump the brakes. Well, in the sense of him as an underdog. No, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's the, he's. I think he's the best underdog in the history of the game, right? In 108 total starts, <laughs> right? He's been favored in 97 of them. Okay. So, like, Mahomes as an underdog is like super rare, and he's eight, eight and three straight up in his career as an underdog. Best record of any QB in the Super Bowl era with a minimum of 10 starts. If you're into teasers. Are you into teasers? Do you do teasers? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Not not a ton, but like last week I hit one for three units. Like uh, it depends on the spot and on right. what game I like that week. Right. Well, the spot, if Mahomes is an underdog in the 11 games in his career, he's 11 and 0 in six point teasers. This dude don't okay. get blown out, bro. Like off the top of my head, I could just think of the Super Bowl. Like when's the other time they they got slaughtered by by two possessions? I can't I can't think. They can't like, be 11 and 0 because they they got smoked that one. He wasn't an underdog in that game. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because because okay. the 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 Bucks were catching the three points there, yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, the, the value there was so crazy, especially with the injuries. Um, it's the sixth time in his career Mahomes has opened as a three point or higher underdog. The first time, ironically enough, against the Baltimore Ravens in 2020. Remember they played in COVID, and he's five and zero in those games against the spread. It's crazy, bro. But what do we do, Kenny? What are we doing? Man. Um, it's tough, so like I said, bro. I, it's tough. Real quick, real quick. That game, that game to me is the hardest game I've had to handicap, I think, all year. Whereas the other one, I think it's pretty definitive, at least for me. Yeah, so let me say this, right? Uh, I'm kind of in the same position as you were in last week where – now I'm, I love Lamar Jackson since Brady retired. He's my favorite player. If I did not have those Ravens futures, man, I'm unloading on the chiefs this week. <laughs> man, it's, yeah. it's a no brainer, dude. Um, the one thing that I'll say is different from last week is, and I know the Ravens are on a, like a big win streak as well. Uh, we talked about it where the bills had essentially played like seven or eight straight playoff games coming into that where they just couldn't lose. So, you know, it's, we see it all the time. It's tough to be perfect week in, week out. Eventually, you're going to make mistakes. We're human. Um, but I do think the Ravens, um, when you look at the roster, the roster is significantly better than, other than the Niners, probably every team in the league. Like, you look at the pieces on defense, Roquan, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen. Like, they got Jadavion Clowney as just like a throw-in guy on the defense. He's got almost 10 sacks this year. <laughs> you know, you yeah. look at the Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton and the secondary, and and they're they got playmakers all over the field. And then Lamar is is one of one, just as just like Patrick Mahomes is one of one, Lamar is one of one. Um, and and I know you had someone on Monday talking about it, and I totally agree with him. This is like the best Lamar has ever looked. If and I think I've been saying this for a few weeks now with you, it almost looks like he's playing the game in slow motion out there. Like it just looks so effortless and so easy to him, right? Like just getting through little tackles, you know, 
running up the middle. He avoids all the hits, gets down, doesn't take a big hit. Uh, it's just the best that I've that he's looked by a long, long margin. Yeah, and then also add in how many more weapons he has and how much better yeah. both sides of the ball are. It, yeah, that's why he looks so composed and he just he he seems sure of himself. And I think yeah. also, bro, like, listen, man. You were right. And fuck, I, I went back and I was looking at some of the notes and you were like, yo, bro, you said the same shit about Mahomes last year. Lamar is the MVP pick. We got to get on board. You're convincing me. And I'm like, nah, it's Burrow. It's Burrow. You're like, dude, it's <laughs> like literally everything you said that you were spot on about Mahomes. If you just delete saying Patrick Mahomes and put Lamar Jackson, the same shit applies. And yeah, man, it, <laughs> good. it this year, it was so crazy to me. Like if we can go back in time over the summer, when you had teams like the Jets, and this was before they had Rodgers, but you had the Jets, the Falcons, these teams with bottom-of-the-barrel quarterbacks saying, we don't want Lamar Jackson. Like, dude, what? He's – he's even before the season, he was a top-five quarterback. <laughs> what te- how, how are you a, a shitty team haven't made the playoffs in forever, and you don't want a top-five quarterback, the most important position in the league? When I saw that, that he how, how he was getting blackballed, and then when I saw that the Ravens kind of actually paid him and then they went around and put weapons around him with Beckham and flowers and they brought in these pieces for him. I was like, oh, yeah, this is we're going to see Lamar go absolutely crazy this year. For this game, right? There's a couple things that I like. Mm-hmm. I like Travis Kelsey to continue scoring touchdowns. Get that at plus okay. 120. I like Mark Andrews to score a touchdown. He might be activated. Well, he got he got activated last week, but he they just didn't suit him up. Um, I kind of like that one there, man. You can get plus eight hundred on a parlay of both tight ends to score. I got another crazy parlay for for, for later for the weekend. Um, you know, you know, Kenny got rattled by that car accident because he hit me up Sunday morning and was like, "Yo, bro, let's build a parlay." I was like, "Yo, hold on, who who hacked? <laughs> Ken- who stole Kenny's phone? Bring him back." Because that got me excited, bro. That got me excited. By the way. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I actually I hit a, I hit a really nice one on. Uh, I, just, I kept it simple. I just went because I like the Chiefs, and I was like, dude, Kelsey hasn't scored in feels like forever. Like, yeah. there's no way the, if the Chiefs are winning this game, Kelsey's scoring a touchdown. So I just parlayed Chiefs money line and Kelsey to score a touchdown, and uh, that one paid pretty nice. So speaking of Kelsey, right? Let's just say Kansas City wins this game. I'm going to throw some money on this. Do you know you could bet right now in some places, Wager Attack being one of them as well, for Super Bowl MVP? You get Kelsey at 85 to 1, bro. That's pretty crazy. So there's never been a tight end to win it, right? Yeah. Bro, you you just haunted me there. When the Bucs won it, dude, I had Gronk, Gronk, bro. Dude, if he he catches that third one where he's like running down the middle and he gets tackled by a shoestring, would have been his third touchdown. He would have had like 150 yards. Dude, that would have secured it. Bro, I would have won, I think it was like 40 or 50,000, bro. Fucking grind. <laughs> he won the MVP. Bro, dude. I remember. So enough. so here's my here's my thing with MVP, right? When it comes to MVP for me, I'm not betting the quarterbacks. I'm just not. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance. I've hit a couple. I've hit Edelman. I've hit um I've hit uh, Cooper Cup, right? Okay. Um, and those are like 25s and 30s. To, well, Cup was like plus 600. But for the most part, I'd rather take a stab on some guys like that. 
And uh, even last year, I said Travis Kelsey, you know? But, look, I'm not into conspiracies, really. But, you know, Chiefs get in, the Taylor Swift dynamic, scores a couple touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I think it's an interesting play. At 85 to 1, so here's the thing, right? Like, at 85 to 1, I think that number is ridiculous because, obviously, they got to get through this week. But if you think about it, right? Like, he's the number one option on the Chiefs. He should be priced with guys like Brandon Ayuk, 40 to 1. Yeah, crazy. Right. Debo, Debo, 50 to 1. McCaffrey, you could get him at plus 800 right now to win Super Bowl MVP. Like, Zay Flowers has better odds than him, bro. Like, what are we doing? That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's a ridiculous line. And you know, he could easily catch eight, eight nine passes. 100 yards, score a touchdown. You know, he would need to do something spectacular because then obviously it correlates with Mahomes, but I don't know. It's just something that jumped out to me, man. Yeah, 85 to 1 is a really good price. And I can guarantee you if the Chiefs make well, one, obviously it would go down because if they make it, but if if the Chiefs win this week, I guarantee you that will not be 85 to 1. Oh, it'll you know? be it'll be in the teens by Friday before the Super Bowl, because then everyone's yeah, gonna be high. 20 to 1, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely betting this for sure. I'm definitely betting this. I made yeah. worse decisions. I mean, throw a hundred bucks on it, dude. You fucking win 80, 8,500 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's a party. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be buying all the Taylor Swift albums. If people even do that anymore, I think you just stream <laughs> yeah, it. Dude, imagine. So this game, I know we spent a lot of time on the AFC, but to me, it is the more, more compelling game. I think it's the one that has cooler storylines. Like the winner of this game, bro, so much is going to change, right? Like, Mahomes, this will be his fourth Super Bowl in six years. Lamar finally gets to the Super Bowl. Odell yeah. is back in the Super Bowl, you know, like Travis Kelsey being back. Like, there's so many cool storylines out that side, in my opinion. But when it comes to this game, if you're looking at the betting splits, Kenny, like you said, everybody's betting on the Ravens. You got 62% of the tickets coming in on the Ravens. Money is about, you know, 52% towards the Ravens. Still early, but per Action Network, got about like 100,000 bets so far coming in that they've tracked. So it's hard. For me, I think I'm going to take Kansas City catching three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at it, bro. I'm not. Like I said, if and this is why, you know, when you asked me about the fear, right? If I looked at it and everyone was betting Patrick Mahomes this week, nothing about this game would scare me. Like nothing. Um, I don't care about Patrick Mahomes, but when you have someone like a Patrick Mahomes and a Chiefs offense that at any point in time can just explode um, and go off, then it's a little scary when when everyone's fading that team because we've seen we've seen it, man, time in time out. The guy in the playoffs, he's he gets it done, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hurt, not hurt, you know, healthy weapons, no weapons, weapons everywhere. Guy just gets it done. No, nah, you're right, man, and 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 look. It was something I said on the preview show. Until proven otherwise, you got to just pencil them in the AFC title game. And once again, six years as a starter, six years yeah. in the AFC title game. Um, so this the NFC one. What, now we this this whole season we did a lot of you know the talk of the town and the Ursalita and all that stuff. I mean, the Lions got to be Ursalita, right? I yeah. I haven't heard one. One person other than just like people that want like a feel good story yeah. say that the Lions are going to win this game. Yeah, you are 100% right. Yeah. Like Ursalita is, it's gross. It's Jared Goff outdoors. You look at the splits and nothing is in favor of, of him being outdoors, right? Like if you just look at his career, 
He is 34 and 35 against the spread in his career outdoors, 9, 15, and 1 in December and January. This season, he has five touchdown passes to four interceptions outdoors. Everything for him is indoors, right? Like this season, 28 touchdown passes to eight interceptions. They're going up against a team where even though a lot of coordinators have left, like a lot of the personnel is still the same. They know Jared Goff. Kyle Shanahan knows Jared Goff. And look, man, it it could have been a lot worse. Like he, he could have played in Green Bay outdoors or Chicago or the Meadowlands. Right. You know, like going to San Francisco, unless it's raining, which would be concerning for Brock Purdy because that dude looked like a, the, the drizzle was as if he's never played football before. It looked so bad until he, you know, got got out of that. Now I was hoping the Packers won that game. <clears throat> yeah. Jordan Love, dude, I thought, I mean, bad play, right? But he played such a good game. He looked great out there. Yeah, man. Great. And 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 look, the, the kicker missing the 40-something the yard field goal before that because then Jordan Love only needs a field goal to win that game as opposed to a field goal to tie it. So you had that as well. But you're right, dude. Like, no one is on the Lions. The only people that are on the Lions are what you said. Oh, it would be nice to be a feel-good story. Uh, America's team now. It's the, it's the Super Bowl uh, representative of the NFC that everybody wants. But no one's really picking them. And do we have to take Detroit? Is that what you're telling me? Dude, I'm going to be honest, man. I kind of like him, dude. Yeah? I don't know. There's just something about it where I just... I feel like it, Niners Ravens is too obvious, right? It just seems too easy. Um, people have been talking about it from because of the fucking logo color for yeah, months yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever nonsense there is out there. Uh, here, I, Ravens Lions wouldn't really be an interesting Super Bowl to me. Um, Chiefs Lions would excite me. I think first game of the season, last game of the season. Wonder if that's ever happened before. Oh, that's a good that's a good ass question. Yeah. I don't know. We definitely <laughs> would need more time to investigate that, but yeah, damn, I forgot that they played week one. That was the opener. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs too. Can you imagine that? Jared Goff and the Lions first Super Bowl beating the Chiefs and Mahomes. That would be uh that would be something, dude. Yeah, I uh I, I don't know. Set it's at seven now. I think you throw the Lions in a teaser. I feel real good about that. Um this year it didn't really apply as much, but if you look at Shanahan statistically as a home favorite of like over five points or more, he's not very good against the spread. Uh, Debo Samuel banged up. You know, I'm sure he'll play out there this weekend, but if he's banged up, not 100%, how does that change things for them? And the Lions, man, they're scrappy, dude. You know, I don't know whether it's Dan Campbell or just Detroit, it, you know, they drafted really well. There's playmakers all over the field for them. So, yeah, I I, I think the Lions have have a, a chance. I kind of like them. I don't know if I'll take them on the money line, but seven, throw them in a teaser maybe with the Ravens or Chiefs, and, and, and I think you got something there. I feel as if if I'm going to play the Lions, I feel like I can only play them on the money line because I think they yeah. either – because the thing that's interesting about Detroit, bro, is – at the beginning of the year, I was talking about how for you to have a chance in the NFC, I feel like you got to be good in the trenches because you look at teams like San Fran, Philly. You look at teams yep. like um, D Detroit too, right? Like the Detroit defensive line isn't the issue. It's the secondary that can't cover anybody. And then offensively, 
I think they have the best offensive line. I, I even argued with Allen that they might have the best position unit left in the playoffs, that offensive line for Detroit. And they're running the ball with Gibbs and Montgomery. So if they can control the clock, I think that's the, the best route. So what I'm going to do is I'm either taking the Lions on the money line as high as plus 245, or I'm going to take the Niners maybe on the alt spread because I think it could be a blowout or the Lions win this game. And if it happens to be something where we come back next week and you're like, yo, bro, I told you the Lions were going to cover, so be it. But I think in, in title games, my, my thought process changes a little bit that if I like the underdog to cover, I'm going to take them to win outright. Okay. No, yeah, and I'm not mad at I'm not mad at that at all. Like, like I said, yo, look, I, I real quick, if we win. real quick, it it messed me up last week because I did that with Green Bay. I had two parlays. Mm-hmm. One I took the Packers money line, and the other I took the Niners to cover, and it did, it was okay. a three point game, so I lost both. But that's how, and and my I'd probably do that again because I feel like Green Bay is like we said they missed a field goal. It that game was right there for them. It's not like it wasn't so. That's just my thought process. Come playoff time, like that's what I what I like doing. And then if you play devil's advocate, advocate too, right? Like I was thinking, watching the because I had Packers money line and spread too, so I was watching that game pretty closely. How many times have we seen it where you know a team almost gets upset or eliminated out of the playoffs or March Madness, whatever? They they narrowly escape defeat, and then they just go on a run, right? Yeah. And that might be what the Niners needed, right? They came into this cocky. All all year, we, all they were all everyone has been saying is no one in the NFC has beaten the Niners. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they came out a little flat, got a little cocky and that that kind of woke them up. So, yeah, I, you could look at the other side and say, oh, shit, maybe the Niners come out and just fucking mollywop the lines this week. It's a it's, it's a tough game to handicap, I think. <clears throat> yeah. And if you look at just the history of conference championship games since 2004. Favorites, when they win, they cover. Right. Um, and 22, uh, sorry, uh, 28 and 12 against the spread when it comes to covering since, since 2004. And then okay. also the public struggles this week because since 2015, 2016, four and 12 is the conference championship team that gets the most bets. So like the public is four and 12 in those games. Okay. So, like you said, a lot of people on the Ravens, and as I'm looking here, a lot of people are on the Niners. Yeah, I think the Niners, as far as tickets in and dollar-wise, has to be the biggest liability, I would think, uh, for the books this weekend. Oh, yeah, and then especially like... Especially when you factor in the futures. Future, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the futures. Yeah. I mean, I remember them putting up a graphic in like week six that the Niners might be like the biggest liability that they have all year. So, yeah, you have the that. How- Dude, I, something just keeps telling me, dude. The, <laughs> take the Lions. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, that that's fuck. I don't. You got me thinking, man. I might take the money line now. I think I think it's the only way to take them. I think I think you got to take a money line or or the Niners cover. What I like to do when I take uh, big dogs. So, like for example, when I took the Packers, what I did was I go two units on the spread. And then I would go one unit on the money line. So if I lose Ooh. the money line, I lose. So let's say you bet $100 at that, right? You go 200, 220 to win 200 on the spread. You just go 100 on the money line. 
even if the money line loses, you're still up a hundred bucks. Um, that's usually how I played like dogs. I, I fuck with that, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because you know nothing worse than like for you, right? You 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 nailed that game on the head. The Packers should have won. And then when you're sitting there with a money line ticket, you're like, "Fuck, man! I love the Packers today. What? <laughs> How am I losing money?" And then that kind of helps it a little. Yeah, you see, guys, you learn some new shit every time, man. Learn some new shit every time. I'm gonna I'm gonna start adapting that to uh, my betting methods. Last thing I want to ask you, I got a crazy parlay for the weekend. Okay. All four teams got a stud tight end. Let's go. Let's go all four tight ends to score a touchdown, bro. This 36 to one get you excited. Look, I got the Wu-Tang sticker over here. 36 chambers. <laughs> I think this is a sign, Kenny. Are you, Kelsey, are you going likely or Mark Andrews? I'm going Mark Andrews. Okay. Andrews, okay. Kelsey, Laporta, and Kittle. Okay. We got the I, Iowa yeah. boys. No, yeah, I like that, dude. Honestly, I, the tight ends and running backs. If you're gonna do it with anyone, it's you just mix them all up, you know. Um, yeah, I like that. I might get behind that. I think I'll probably keep Andrews out. Okay. But maybe, maybe. What is it if you take Andrews out of there? Because you said he was what plus eight hundred. No, so it was thirty-six to one with Laporta, Kittle, and Kelsey. If you take Andrews out, it's eleven to one. Still nice. Yeah, I like that. Still nice. And then if you want to get really wild and you throw in the guy that you mentioned, you throw likely in there. 49 to one. Whoa. What if you go likely and Andrews? Oh, uh, now you're yeah. now you want to bankrupt <laughs> places. And you know what? I'm not gonna yeah. say no. Two hundred to one. Two hundred? Yeah. Dude, that's pretty crazy. Likely yeah, Andrews, Kelsey, you, you Laporta, and Kittle. You look at the Chiefs defense, right? Like they got the corners, maybe shut down Flowers or Beckham. I mean, Lamar might have to look at those guys, right? And Lamar loves his tight a lot of quarterbacks love the tight yeah, ends, but Lamar no, but, loves throwing tight ends. And bro, and, and and now he's gonna have both of them out there. And like likely he's yeah. been likely could start on twenty five of the thirty two teams at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been balling for them for sure. Yeah, that's that's a sneaky one, dude. Two hundred to one, bro. That's bro, crazy. twenty twenty five dollars wins you five k. Come on, we've made worse decisions, bro. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll throw I'll throw a couple bucks at it for sure. I'm down. I'm not, I'm not gonna say no, bro. What am I? What do I look like a pussy, dude? <laughs> Let's go. I'm locking this in right now, yo. I'm locking this in right now. Let's go. Shout out to the tight ends. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Oh, we got the dog barking in the background too. That could be a sign. Yeah, you hear Thor, bro. He's he's Let's ready to go, take man. someone's head off. You. I, I, how's how's your pup, man? I see you got a pup. I got a pup. I got a new tattoo. Doing some. Oh, was that? Let's throw that up. Let me see it. All right. Dude, the color is fresh on there. Yeah, man. Got it. Up. Yeah, got it yesterday. Um, I've been posting about it, but for those listening, uh, the cross streets over here, it's uh. Park Avenue and 49th Street in New York City. That's where my dad got the coffee truck. And then uh, he's been there about 30 years. And then um, I got uh, Spider-Man, who's from Queens. So I think we got a little, a, a closer look over here if we can make that cut happen. There we go. Oh. Nice. Yeah, that's real clean. And and the the lines are, are, are very good. Like I, I saw on your story, the hands, like usually hands are like what people fuck up the most. Yeah. You know? Yo, bro. Like when I tell you, clean. yo, when I tell you and the guys in the control room were asking about it, everyone was telling me, cause this is the first time I ever got a tattoo. Right. So, okay. um, they're like, yo, it might be painful. This and that. 
Yo, he starts it and I'm like, oh, this shit is a layup, bro. Like he started in this one spot. I was like, ah, it's nothing. Yo, when he started drawing Spider-Man, yeah. my, my manhood has escaped me, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I was I was like, what, what, is it more bone there or is it nerves? I think it's the nerves. He said it's the nerves and also because that's where like, he also shaved, right? Like he shaved up my right. arm, but he said it's, uh, it's where the skin is like the lightest. It's okay. like a very delicate area, but like just the yeah. detail of all the, all the lines on Spider-Man and bro, what I'm telling you, man. How long Ooh. did it take? This took about five and a half hours. I got to go back to finish it in about six weeks. So I got some more going, but this is the the core of it, man. I wanted to pay homage to the seven one eight, born and raised, and then you know my dad's been there thirty years, bro. I'm I'm I'll be thirty three in March. Uh, I think June it, it'll be thirty one years that he's been on that corner. So like that's the shit that raised me. Yeah, I turn uh, thirty three in five days. Crazy. No. Let's go. Hey, hey, we hit this parlay. I see you next week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, bro, like, exactly. what are we doing? You know, Two hundred a one? Are you kidding me? Dude, man, I still got to come out there and do a, a show in person. Hell yeah, man. We got to make that's that happen, we need. bro. We got to make but that no, happen. But no, yeah, that, that cat's, uh, it looks good, bro. I Thank like you, it. man. Are you going to do a full sleeve or are you just like doing that? Nah, I think I'm just leaving leaving that for now. Um, I said nah and then yeah, I said I, for now. So who knows? Yeah, I have people, would I have one tattoo as well, just on my back. And uh, it didn't hurt except when he started doing it on my spine. Yeah. But um. People always said, like, they're addicting and you're going to want to keep getting them. But I don't know. I always wanted a sleeve, but I just never pulled the trigger. And now I'm old. So I don't know. I want yeah. one still, though. I want, like, a sick gambling one, you know? Hell, yeah. Get yeah. Lamar Jackson if he wins MVP in the Super Bowl. Dude, Lamar Jackson wins the... If Lamar Jackson wins the MVP in Careful. the Super Bowl, I'm absolutely... I, if Lamar Jackson wins the MVP in the Super Bowl, bro... I'm absolutely getting some sort of tattoo to pay homage to Lamar Jackson. Dude. I don't know what it's going to be. It might say big trust. might be just number eight. I don't fucking know. But I got to get something, dude. Bro, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have to. You would have to. Custom, I don't know, some Tattoo is crazy, but I also get it yeah, yeah. if it's a significant amount of money, bro. Yeah, you, you know what's unfortunate, too? So, like, this year, it was, like, the least active I've been on social media since, like, I started my page. And of course, like, I remember last year I did a video, like, and I posted it, like we did the one together, but I didn't post it up until recently. Um, and of course I look like a genius this year. Yeah. I mean, bro, that always happens, right? Like there's so many times where we'll, we'll say something on the show and it'll like play out. And then I didn't post that video. And then the next week I'll post <laughs> Ursalita and it'll be the Denver Broncos and they lose by 50. So like, you know, it, it always works out that way, man. It always works out that way. But Kenny, we need to wrap up, man. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for uh, making your first public appearance after being in a five round war. Uh, let the people know where they can find you, bro, on social media. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. Love hopping on with you guys. But uh, Kenny Bets Big on all social, X, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Kenny Bets Big. At Nick Day's Tenders, you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum or at Veterans Minimum. And we'll catch you guys. Oh, we'll catch you guys. Just remember, Tiafimo Lopez episode is dropping tomorrow night. At the time that you're listening to this, it'll be tomorrow night. So Friday night, it'll be dropping through the weekend. And uh, he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say. And uh, he's a fellow New Yorker. And he has a big fight coming up next week. We connected with him. It was a super dope conversation. So check that out as well. And yeah. 
Enjoy that, and we'll catch you guys next week. In his element, I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Death. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.